You know, it's been a while, but quite a long time ago, I used to read national newspapers. And one of the things that I used to do, and I'm not quite sure why, but I used to read the obituaries, reading about people who died, and it turned out they'd done something remarkable. And one particular day, it was announced that Nils Bohan had died. What a strange name. So, of course, the strangers of the name attracted my eyes to read about him. He died of natural causes after a good long life. No tragedy, no upset. Why was it that this man warranted a mention in a national newspaper? Well, I read with fascination that he had probably saved the lives of thousands upon thousands of people. I could have been included in that. The probably wasn't about whether he'd probably saved lives. He had saved lives. The probably was concerned with just how many lives he'd saved. He could be he'd saved your life. When he did, did you stop to think about him or thank him? Did you send him a note? Or like me, are you completely unaware of who he is? As it happens, he's involved in all of our lives. He's the inventor of the three-point seatbelt when he worked for Volvo. Cars, first of all, of course, had no seatbelts, but as uh, things got a bit busier and more dangerous, lap belts were put in. But these in themselves became dangerous. When a vehicle suddenly stopped, people lurched forward from the top down and broke their backs or suffered serious back injury, or were forced to smack their heads on the steering wheel or the front console. So these weren't a good idea. Nils Bowen took hold of this and recognised that we needed strapping in from the shoulder, across our chest and across the lap, and so developed the three-point seatbelt. Volvo realised that was, this was such a, an important addition to vehicles that they released it for other car manufacturers to use as well. This wasn't something to capitalise on. People's safety was far too important. All this research, all this effort, all this freely giving something away to make us safe just to go on a journey to the shops or to the beach or wherever it might be. How much care and attention do we pay to our journey of life? How much do we prepare to keep safe as we journey through life? You know, I'm old enough, unfortunately, to have passed my test when you didn't need to wear a seatbelt if you didn't really want to. Imagine my dismay when suddenly it became law that you'd got to stop and strap yourself in before you went on a journey. My civil liberties, my right to do what I want in my car was taken away. But the importance of it was so great that it was decided to make this law to keep people safe. All this importance on keeping us safe for a journey in a car or an aeroplane or whatever it might be. But what about our journey in life? We place so much importance on keeping safe on our journey to the shops by ensuring that we wear our seatbelt and not even knowing who it was that invented it but how much preparation do we make for life's journey? And do we even consider the one who gave us life and has provided for us in that life? 
Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. We further read in Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance and folly. All these evils come from inside, and they are what make a man unclean. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus pronounces a blessing of happiness for the pure in heart. So it seems to me that the thing that we need to ensure is safe in our journey of life is our heart. How are we keeping our heart safe? So that instead of it bringing forth evil and causing us to be lost, it can bring forth those things that are good in the eyes of God. On our journey, or on any journey, are you the sort of person who really does ensure that everything is safe and in place? Are you the sort of person that travels light? Or do you burden yourself with far more than you need just in case, because you're not sure? If you've not ensured your safety, and you're carrying too much baggage, you're not going to enjoy the journey. When we go to Scotland to, to visit family, the thing I'll do with the car is to check the air in the tyres, to check the oil, to check the water in the radiator and also in the, the washer, to, to make sure that everything is going to be okay with the car on our journey. Even washing the windscreen to make sure there's a clear view as we go along. It would make it harder to transport if we just filled and filled and filled the car with things that we needed just in case. And we do that with life, don't we? We carry far too much baggage. There's a suitcase of guilt that we've packed. There's a hand luggage of discontent. There's a backpack of worry. All needs to be packed on our life journey, we think. We carry an extra bag of grief just in case and another bag full of weariness. There's a warning light that comes on because we haven't really checked on things that indicates there's some doubt. There's some doubt about this journey. There's an indication of loneliness. There's a boot full of fear. This is why on our journey of life we are tired all the time and we get to feeling depressed. We haven't paid as much attention to our journey of life as we even pay to our car when we're going on a little trip. No wonder we're not enjoying the journey when we haven't ensured our safety, nor have made sure we only pack what we need. So many things fill our mind, but here is something to fill your mind with, something to think about. A way to replace those thoughts and emotions because you see you can get rid of the baggage you can put it down you can stop carrying the burden that you don't need to bear and you can ensure that you're safe Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 come to me all you who are weary and all who carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest the psalmist David, King David, understood all about this. He wrote many psalms and one of them was Psalm 23 
And let me just remind you of it now. And I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bring honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Here's a man who wasn't problem free, but he certainly knew how to deal with his problems and hand them over to God so he could continue to enjoy the journey. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many times have we heard those words? How many times have they been read out? But do they really impact our everyday life? See, the question is, if the Lord is our shepherd, if God is our father, if Jesus is our redeemer, if Christ is our saviour, if the Holy Spirit is our guide and our comfort, our sat-nav as it were, if the Lamb of God has taken away our sin and its guilt, how much better would your journey be? How much safer would you feel? How much lighter would you be travelling? We can travel safely without all of the luggage that causes us to be tired and weary, and we can feel safe on the journey. But to do this, we must learn to prepare for the journey and we must pack light. We have to understand some changes might be needed to the way we think, because how we think, we are. The heart, of course, being the seat of our thoughts. How have we pre prepared our heart for life's journey? See, without faith in God, we're destined to weariness throughout the whole journey of life. Faith is our anchor. Otherwise, we're, we're wandering all over the place without direction. Faith is what allows us to overcome rather than be overwhelmed with those things that do encroach into our lives. Faith is the victory that overcomes the burdens of this world. We need to know that it was by faith that David was able to write this psalm, Psalm 23. It wasn't anything of his own doing but it was about his trusting God and how God helped him through his journey of life. God was truly his shepherd. Because of this, he would never find himself in need and, and wanting. He knew that his life's cup would overflow, that even in death he would have God by his side. David knew that God's loving kindness and mercy will provide a home in heaven forever. And how much of a worry is that to people? What comes next? What a worry for your journey. If you can't be assured that you have a home in heaven with God forever. How different our life would be when that is a sure promise for us. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3 
and verses 12 and 13 where the writer says see to it brothers that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness do not be deceived by sin life isn't better without God it doesn't necessarily mean that every problem will be erased but we'll have a better coping system with God faith is what makes us pleasing to God continuing in Hebrews in Hebrews 11 and verse 6 the writer again says without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him after all that Nils Bowen did after all the research after all the calculations after all the false starts because it wasn't quite right he finally made it safe for us and we don't even know who he is and what about God what about Jesus what about all the wonderful things that have been provided for us and we don't even acknowledge those who are behind it we're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus we're told for all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ this is your three-point seat belt to clothe yourself with Christ if faith is so important to the journey to the shops how much more important is our faith in God in our journey of life the Hebrew writer's definition of faith says faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen the NIV puts it faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see faith is to know God and ignorance is the antithesis of faith faith is mental assent faith is our acceptance our acknowledgement of the fact that God exists if I don't believe a seatbelt is going to save me I wouldn't wear it why bother with it well a lot of people took that attitude it was an encumbrance how many people think that life with God is an encumbrance the things I can't do because of God your life's in danger in the same way if you don't believe the seatbelt's going to save you and you don't put it on denying God remaining ignorant of him is going to leave you open to danger God wants us to have faith in him because it's for our good he wants us to acknowledge him to trust him to believe that he is at work in our lives to have the confidence to trust in his promises and to live according to his way with this kind of faith we can cope with these other difficulties that we have in life daily do you wear a seatbelt just in case or are you convinced this is what I need to do do you travel by aeroplane do you drink water from a tap do you know who it is that makes sure those things are safe these things become commonplace to us now getting in the car I don't even think about putting the seatbelt on and the danger now that I've followed Christ for so long is that I might live without regard to him 
But am I doing those things that are now ingrained into my life that are going to keep me safe? Do I have to think about not stealing? No, I don't. I know that that's not the thing to do. Will I gossip? Of course I won't. I don't want people to gossip about me. I wouldn't do them that same injustice. And God has said, life is better without gossip. So I'll make sure I'll avoid that. Paul told the um, people of Athens on Mars Hill, God made the world and everything in it. He is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. For in him we live and move and have our being. If God is capable of creating the universe, and if he is our Lord, our shepherd, then what do we have to worry about for the journey of life? In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Look at the birds of the air, they don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Paul adds to this in Philippians 4 and verse 19, God will provide... What? What will God provide? He will provide all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Paul speaks of a peace that surpasses all human logic and understanding. I'll do what I can to make sure that my car is ready for the journey and I'll put my seatbelt on and I'll try to travel light so the car isn't travelling too much, uh, it isn't too heavy uh, and it can handle better. Now if I'm going to take that much care and attention so that I really don't have to think too much about what's going on in the journey how much better will life be when I don't have to keep giving attention to problems that God has dealt with? That I'm living a life now that God has called me to because that means I know I'm going to be safe. That I'm going to have an eternal home with him. And I don't need to worry about it because I'm doing these things anyway. Just like putting a seatbelt on. I've put on Christ and I'm safe for the journey. The author of The Robe, which was made into a film, Lloyd Douglas, tells a story, and I heard this from Jim McGuigan. He tells the story of when he was in college. He had a wheelchair-bound music professor, and each morning Douglas would ask him at breakfast, what's the good news today? And the answer was always the same. The professor would tap his tuning fork on the side of his wheelchair and say, the good news is that that is middle C. It was middle C yesterday, it was middle C today, and it will be middle C a thousand years from now. The tenor upstairs in his flat might sing out of tune. The piano across the hall might be out of tune. But my friend, this is middle C. 
Have you got something that constant in your life that you can depend on that will never change? We are already making this life's journey and to make it we all need to know that God is God. We must have faith in the one who is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. Where are you putting your faith? If you're not a child of God by faith, do you have the same disregard for your seatbelt? If you disregard your own safety because you don't value your own life or the life of others, you don't need to bother with a seatbelt. Just take the consequences as they come. But if life is worth living and you value the lives of other people, you'll wear the seatbelt and do what you can to ensure you and others are safe. You know, when you suddenly have a near crash, you suddenly remember, should have had my seatbelt on. Today, we have more than a seatbelt that we can put on. We can put on Christ and only then will we really understand the blessings that come from following him. As grateful as I am for the man who developed the seatbelt, I never showed it. That can't be the same where Jesus is concerned. Think about it. Are you grateful for the one who gave you life and sustains your life and provides all that you need for life? The one who can keep you safe from sin and therefore hell. When you next put on a seatbelt, consider this. Have you put on Christ for life's journey? If not, why not? I hope that this will give you something to think about, not only today, but every time you put on your seatbelt. We want to be safe for our trip to the shops. Do you really want to be safe for your life's journey to heaven? Thank you for listening.